It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, as always, my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man, the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. And with us to make this video crispy clean, the one and only video producer, Greg. We are back. Week one, NFL Jets versus the Ravens. They're home in MetLife. Let's go, baby. We're back. But before we get into these conversations... Y'all know the drill. If you listen to this podcast and you're having, and you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure it gives that five star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We're also partnered with Minute Media and Fansites. You can find this podcast on the Jet Press or the Daily Knicks. And we also got that YouTube page, Knicks, Jets, ETC, period. Find the page, subscribe. Hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation. We want to know your thoughts and opinions. We want to know who you think is going to win this week. It's going to be the Jets. It's going to be the Ravens. Is Joe Flacco going to get the revenge game that we're all hoping for? That sweet, sweet revenge game. Oh. While you're also at that YouTube page, so, we got so another scary. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every sport possible. It's NFL season. Come on. We know you're putting your, you're placing your bets, taking the overs, the unders, the money lines, the spreads, everything, everything. Okay. Prop bets probably too. If you need your help, if you need help, these guys got you covered. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there john greg gentlemen we back baby we back i feel like michael jordan submitted that letter i'm back that's how the new york jets came through today so let's go let's get into these conversations how you guys feeling today dude feel amazing the 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 new york jets are back week one we got greg on with us for his first week one on camera game we are we're all set, man. The injury reports came out today. I mean, that's how back we are. I mean, it's, it's football eve. Happy football eve. Uh, when this comes out, it's it's going to be football day. I mean, it, it's it's here. So couldn't be feeling any better, man. The Knicks are are finally napping. Thank the Lord. Uh, the the Yankees are for now. Gearing, <laughs> for now, the Yankees are gearing up for October. Won the first game of a doubleheader today. Look for the second one. I mean, uh, everything is good right now. Uh, Poli- even Polizic is being freed out in Chelsea. Shout out to American soccer. Everything is good. Uh, besides Liverpool, everything's fantastic in the sports <laughs> world. <laughs> Greg, how you feeling, bro? Dude, What's I'm going feeling on? great. It, it's, it's actually like just hitting me now. Like all day, I've been so excited, so ready to go for football. College football was amazing last weekend, getting that back. And it's just hitting me as we're starting to record that we have a Jets game on Sunday and I'm nervous. I got very nervous, very fast <laughs> about this Ravens team. I was feeling confident all day. Joe Flacco revenge game. I'm ready to go. And I start looking at stuff and 
we're going to need some big-time games from some big-time players. So I'm excited to break it down. I'm excited to get into the offense and the defense and kind of, you know, the keys to the game kind of a thing. But before that, Alex, how are you doing? I'm ready, baby. I'm ready. I'm ready for this Joe Flacco revenge game. That's how I feel. Uh, we're going to take this one. Week one, baby. We're going in week one. Joe Flacco revenge game. We're getting that dub. We're getting that dub. That's a good. That's how. That's, that's, how, good. that's, that's how energized I feel today. All right? I, I, I love it's not, it. Because it's, not, it's not. It's not too often that I'm feeling this energized for a Jets season. I was about to say. This John is knows because like by week six, this is going to be a completely different. Oh, it's going to be all upside down. About I'm here it. we go. <laughs> so here. we gotta go talk about the Jets again. I'm enjoying it right now. I'm enjoying it. But yo, Alex. You're talking about Joe Flacco. It's a great place to start because you checked out our last Knicks episode and uh, we had Andrew Claudio there, producer of a bunch of shows. Um, we got, he got the, he got the Mets live stream. He's got the Knicks film school guy. He's got the movie pod. He's got it all going, man. And we had him on for a half Knicks, half Jets episode last week. So you can catch him over there. We talked about how, uh, Honestly, as fans, we're kind of in our feelings a little bit when it comes to, uh, you know, the owner, the general manager, uh, and the head coach at, at this point. And man, I did not see it coming that on the next day I'm going to wake up and all of a sudden it's going to happen to the New York Jets. And it's honestly because of some words that were said, dude. And what we're talking about here is, uh, Coach Salah came out today, officially declared. That Will Zach Wilson, our franchise quarterback, who uh, his preseason was kind of tough, had an interception in his first series and second series, non-contact knee injury, had a meniscus surgery with a bone bruise. He's not going to go on the injured list, which would uh, put him away from the facility for four weeks. However, mm-hmm. the first game that he's going to be back is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, I mean, at first, I'm, I'm watching that, like, it, it, you know, in – in my own universe, I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds right. This is exactly what we talked about on this podcast. Like, those, you know, obviously we're going to let him rest a little bit. It's great that he's going to be at practice. So he's going to get the reps. Everything's great. And then all of a sudden, uh, my phone blows up. Everyone's going nuts. The, you know, the medical staff is incompetent. The coaching staff is a bunch of liars. Zach Wilson's never going to come back. Uh, we're going to start 0-4. I mean, every, I mean, literally every single bad scenario has gone through just since the press conference that I thought was status quo. So, Alex, I'll, I'll start with you here. You're hyped about the Flacco revenge game. So I won't even ask you, um, you know, if you're worried about the backup here, but just, let's just, uh, start with Zach Wilson. Are, are, are you, do you, are, like, is this stock up, stock down right now? On Zach Wilson for you? Like, did anything change? Uh, no. Like, how, nothing, what are your feelings? Nothing, nothing has changed with Zach Wilson for me right now. Okay. Just because he's not able to play this week, just because we're waiting, going to be possibly waiting until October. Look, he's coming back off a, a surgery, right? That we had two weeks ago. What do you want him to do? Like, I get that everyone wanted to see him week one. I get, I guess that I get that everyone wants to evaluate him. I get that we're just excited, right? Just generally excited to have a young quarterback that could potentially be good because of all the reports that we had last season. But he, legitimately, we need him to be ready to go and not rush him back. So if we're going to have Joe Flacco for the next month as Zach Wilson is ready, I'm fine with that. And just because, you know, we may, we could have gotten back based off like interpretations yesterday, 
What are interpretations? Uh, uh, like, Alex said two to six weeks. He said two to six weeks. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, let me let me let me ask let me ask everybody this. All right, let me ask everybody this. And, and you, the listeners, do you want a healthy quarterback for the entire season, or do you just want to rush him back for the instant gratification where he's maybe seventy five percent? And just because he's able to play doesn't mean he's a hundred percent ready to go, right? He could be seventy five percent ready to go, eighty percent ready to go. But this is a, a, a physical sport we're talking about. And if he's not 100% ready, and we've seen this, we've seen athletes come back sooner than they were ready to come back, and then it's, they get hurt all over again. Forget Instantly. that. Even if he stays healthy, the instant gratification might go real fast, as it happened in the preseason. I was really excited to see him in the preseason, too, and that, that slipped away real quick. Greg, <laughs> did, your, did your thoughts change today uh, about Zach Wilson or, you know, just in general, like just in general about the franchise and, and the quarterback? Like, are you thinking about Bryce Young all of a sudden? <laughs> no, no, right. please God. Let me get, let me get a couple games of Zach Wilson this season before we start talking about Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Um, my thing that I guess I'm a little confused about is, is it, wasn't yesterday the day where Coach Sala said, oh, there's a chance he might be back week one? That's the issue. It wasn't yesterday. It was a couple of days ago. And that's, that's the seed that planted it. And honestly, you, uh, you took the words out of my mouth for, you, for the next question. So, if you if you want to parlay it into, do you are you starting to lose some faith in in the Jets coaching staff or just some trust in the Jets coaching staff? Right, I, I, like I want to hear your thoughts about Wilson, but also, yeah, I mean, Salah came out the other day. He's like, oh, Zach Wilson, you never know. Uh, I mean, is is he just playing a mind game with the Ravens, which obviously is not going to work, <laughs> or is he do you like not trust him anymore? So yeah, so to finish the Zach Wilson thing, I'm fine with Zach Wilson. I think we've all said it on this podcast. Take your time, come back healthy. You have to be 100% ready to go because this is the season to determine if you're going to be an NFL quarterback or not. So we don't want to, we want to give you the best opportunity possible. We surrounded you with veterans. We surrounded you with weapons. We surrounded you with young talent. There's no excuses now. It's year two of the coaching staff, year two of the OC, year two of the NFL for you. If you don't take a, a step, if not a leap this year, there's a good chance that we're looking elsewhere next year. So I think you have to give Zach Wilson the benefit of the doubt and all the opportunities of the world to perform the hardest position in sports at the <laughs> highest level. So I think Zach Wilson's fine. Take your time. Come back. What it brings me back to, John, to your point is, I don't know if I've lost a little bit of faith in Coach Sala, but to me, I can't remember. I'm having like deja vu. I don't know if it was earlier this offseason or if it was last year we were on here where there was an incident with Coach Sala, and my thing was like, that's just a rookie head coach thing to say because it caused headlines and media in the biggest media market in the world. And to me, that's just another thing he did today. He's a young coach. Yes, he's been in the NFL for a while, but to something we talk about at Winning Picks Weekly, there's a big difference between being a coordinator and being a head coach. There's a big difference between being a first-time head coach and like some other NFL coaches that are new to a new team this year, but they've coached other places. When you're a first-time head coach, there is such a wide range of things you have to tackle and do at a high level, including press conferences and not saying stuff like, oh, Zach Wilson, you know, he might be ready for week one. And then the next day come out and be like, actually, he won't be back till game four at the earliest. You just can't do that as a coach. So 
Sometimes less is more. I haven't lost faith in Coach Sala because I do believe that he's the best coach we've had, I think, since Rex. So I'm okay with him. I just think it's just a rookie mistake. Let me ask you this, Greg. Is there a difference if he came out and said, oh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's practicing. Uh, We'll see uh, what we're evaluating day to day. Or if he said, yo, you know, it's possible. Who knows? It's possible it might come out, might play 100%. Who knows? Like, it's not, you know, he might play. I don't know. Like, (laughs) is there is there a real difference? Or is it just like your style? Like, honest to God, because one one of those people are a bona fide genius if he says that. And the other one, we like we want to put him out at the stake. And for me, it's the same damn sentence. Like, I don't it's about it's a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, I think it's preference. I also think not to like twist my head around or put me in a pretzel. I liked what you said in the first one, but I like the tone in which you said the second one. So if I could combine them yeah, two somehow, yeah, yeah. get the tonality of the second <laughs> answer, but the, what you said in the first answer, I think that's the best way to go about it. But again, as NFL head coach, you don't have, to, no one's holding a gun to your head saying you have to give us the answers. You have yeah. to tell us what's going on in the building. Just, you know, give the media enough, but, you know, don't give them too much. So. Like I said, I think it's a rookie, even though it's a second year, a new head coach mistake. It's going to happen. It's going to happen all year for this Jets coaching staff because it's a second year for them up and down the board. So, you know, learn from it, get better at it, but stop teasing us with Zach Wilson. He's going to be back week four, <laughs> maybe, but don't commit to it. Just, you know, he'll be back when he's ready. He's not right. ready right now. There Alex, Alex, Greg wants... uh Bill Belichick's uh, words with Salah's demeanor. Yeah, uh, but, and he uh, and then he's he's cool with it. Yeah, have your thoughts changed on the coaching staff since? I mean, is this headlines because we're just excited about Week One? But I mean, I guess yes. I guess there's there's a gripe, oh, you know. It's you yes, issue here? excite. It's yes, excitement for Week One. Two, it's also the New York media, so they're ready to spin anything in a negative light. Like, can we just be? Let's just be honest about that. So I'm not, my thoughts haven't changed on Robert Sala at all or the coaching staff. I think they're, you know, I'm, I'm looking more so to analyze what's happening on the field. It's like Rex was a great coach. We went to two AFC back to back AFC championships. Everything was great. And then when you're not winning, everything just falls apart. So if this team's winning, no one's going to care what Robert Sala said about Zach Wilson in the beginning of the season and how he phrased everything, right? That is the biggest key to what needs to happen this season. Could he say it better? Could we do this? I mean, <laughs> we can go back and forth and be like, well, he should say sure. it this way. Well, he should say it that way. Just if he's winning, it's not going to matter. It's just not going to matter. And the bottom line That's- is it doesn't look like all three of us are worried about Zach Wilson Anyway, it's kind of status quo. We expect him to be out a couple of weeks, and we kind of wanted it, especially we mentioned Flacco. Uh, Ravens will get to the full preview here uh, shortly. We, we we talked, you know, in circles about Mike White versus the Bengals, and that's week two. We'll, we'll get to that, you know, when appropriate. But we'll see. We'll see how this works out for uh, the Jets and the, versus the AFC North. But before we get to that, we talked about the quarterback. We talked about the head coach. Now it's time to talk about the general manager, and Greg's favorite player on the New York Jets, and that's C.J. Mosley, who is going to be on this New York Jets team for two more years uh, as he's restructured his contract, saving the Jets about 17 mil. Right? I think we have $17 million total in cap space right now. Uh, before I ask Greg uh, how he feels about C.J. Mosley sticking on, and honestly, a, a little uh, 
a little preview into week one here. I'm curious as to how he thinks he's going to perform coming out. But, yo, did you know that C.J. Mosley in 16 games, right, he missed one last year, was second in the league in tackles at 103? Pretty good. Making a lot no, of tackles, it's not good. Greg. It's not Making good. Making a lot of tackles. <laughs> Shouldn't be leading the league in tackles. That's not good. <laughs> Are you going to tell us about the, how, how we're bad against the run with C.J. Mosley? How do you feel about C.J. Mosley staying for our next for uh, the next couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. I think I think he's a good player when he's on the field. He has to stay on the field. Um, that's been one of my you know major gripes with him, if not the only real gripe, is that he's never fully healthy all season long. Um, I think him and Quan are the best linebacking core we've had in years, <laughs> so I'm okay with that. Uh, again, another guy who has to stay healthy. I don't think he's played a full season in forever. So honestly, since Bart Scott and Demario Davis, yeah, yeah. If, if if these guys are healthy all season, it definitely could be. It's 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 exciting. So happy for him. Happy that we were able to restructure and save a little money. I'm not sure off the top of my head. I know you guys are a little bit better with like salary capital and stuff on why we need to free up 16 million dollars right this second. It's just good to have, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't mind having sixteen million in the bank to play with, so maybe that's what Joe Douglas was thinking. But um, anytime you can restructure a player and save money, I'm all for it. Well, the thing is, like, you're not you're not saving money; you're just pushing money, right? So that's why it's guaranteed that he's going to be on the team for two more years, right? We could have let him go next year with kind okay. of. So we're just we're we're moving the money, and I I mean, this is where this is where the tinfoil hat comes on, because Dwayne Brown's already paid. The only person that is really looking for money right now is George Fant out at right tackle, but he does a lot of right tackle money, and I'm sure the Jets don't want to pay a right tackle, left tackle money after the best season's ever had at left tackle. <laughs> and I just, I don't know, I'm sure there's some trepidation there. So why is there $17 million on the books now? I don't know. Is it just in case? Is it... We're going to see what happens at safety. And once we get absolutely murdered by Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, uh, we're going to trade for Jesse Bates <laughs> before week two Bengals game. Like, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what the deal is. Alex, do you have any thoughts on CJ Mosley restructure keeping him for an extra year? And any thoughts about this extra $17 million as to why they would do this? Like why they would give him an extra six, seventeen million dollars? You're asking, like I, they didn't give him an extra. They, they they purposely moved the money to say they purposely moved the money so that they have to keep Mosley for one more year, and in mm-hmm. turn they save seventeen million dollars for this year. Presumably that means they need the seventeen million dollars this year, you know, which is why you're gonna, you know, keep prolonging your books that way. I guess just in case to add somewhere for down the line. Look, they don't want to be capped out just in case we've seen this team go through a lot of injuries and needing to add players at some point. So they probably want money back on this team in case the worst happens, right? It is football. Injuries do happen. You don't want to be capped out. You don't want to have to go over the salary cap just because players get injured and you don't have enough room to sign anybody. But also keeping him for one more year, I think that's just trusting him too and saying we believe you to be part or the leader of this defense moving forward and even though he took off one season like anyone else would during COVID season where you have to play for Adam Gase I would have done the same thing (laughs) uh he comes back and he's in shape he looks great right and yes he led the league in tackles it's not great because that means we were probably on the field for much longer than we needed to be but that's not his fault all right 
That's not the defense's fault. That's an, that's a, that's an offensive issue when your quarterback can't keep you, can't keep the offense on the field to give your defense a rest. So I'm happy. Like I wouldn't say I'm happy. I'm content with CJ Mosley being around for another season. I like, I, mean, I like what I see. That means like another extra, and, right? Like this year, 2023. Yes. yes. And 2024, probably. Yeah. yeah and so just to, I'm content with it. He's going to be 32 in 2024. And just to tack That's on fine. to it, too, it's, it's a two way street, right? Like he had to agree to it. We had to agree to it. So, yeah. you know, as someone who's presumably the leader of this defense, like Alex said, I think it's great signs that he wants to stay. He sees we're building something. And that we are able to get people in the building. So I think it's a good indicator for us that a veteran player such as him uh, wants to stay on longer. For All right. Sure. So let's talk about veterans. Let's talk about signings. And finally, we got DJ Reed in a limited practice today. Finally. Welcome. Welcome to the New York Jets. <laughs> it's, it's a Wednesday, September 7th. We got a game on Sunday, bro. It's nice to meet you. Nice to see you. I'm glad you're here. We need you out there, bro, because we don't have a we don't have a a, a free safety. I'm sorry to say. Um, I mean, I'm 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 excited to see what's going to happen, <laughs> but I'm I'm not really <laughs> optimistic about uh our fortune versus tight ends and the Jets going on two years in a row now, and I think holding it down for the last four or five years is the worst team against tight ends. Consistently letting over a thousand yards to tight ends. Uh, this week we're playing Mark Andrews and we're playing Isaiah Likely, the draft pick from Coastal Carolina, who had an amazing preseason, who had an amazing college, college career, who's likely, no pun intended, going to have an amazing NFL career. And so I'm glad DJ Reed is back. Dustin Hart, uh, Justin Hardy also practiced. That's more for special teams. Other than that, looking pretty healthy on the defense. Speaking of, we, I mean, we're on the defense. We're on CJ Mosley here. He's obviously, I mean, I hope he's not, you know, he doesn't have like a paid syndrome in his head because, you know, he, 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 I think we're past that. DJ Reed, hopefully he's going to play a guy that we just signed. What are you guys' thoughts on this defense versus the Lamar Jackson led Ravens? Who is looking for a, a contract by Friday? I, uh, I don't know if that's going to affect it either way. Personally, I think he's going to tear us up regardless of whether he has a contract or not. Uh, but what do you guys think about this Jets defense? Alex, I'll start with you, man. Look, I think this defense going in should be pretty, pretty solid against Lamar Jackson. I think the only thing that we don't re- I, this is the one thing we know we can't cover the tight end and Mark Andrews is probably going to kill us. We know we can't cover a running back out of the backfield. But can we also cover a mobile quarterback <laughs> who's a dual threat? So well, that's where Quan yeah. Alexander comes through. At least Quan Alexander. I mean, you 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 gotta at least do that, and hopefully our edges kind of, you know, maybe contain, maybe put a bump here or there. You know, maybe Sauce Gardner eliminating a side of the field, oh, even though they ha- even though they have no wide receivers. You know, you know. Uh, you know, maybe that's they use that to some sort of advantage, or we can blitz from that side. I don't know, dude. It's the line is at seven. Uh, the Jets are getting seven points here. The over under is forty four and a half. I mean, if the Jets want to do anything, we have to. And I know Greg's going to get into it. Uh, the Jets against the run last year, but we have to stop the run. We got to get off the field on third downs, obviously. 
We got to get turnovers, obviously, right? That's what everybody says. <laughs> but in this case, we have to we have to stop the tight ends. We got to stop the run game, and we got to keep this an ugly game, man. This is this is a game of field position because the Ravens have the two best kickers and the best kicker tandem in the league. With Justin Tucker kicking field goals, which could always dagger you, and they got Jordan Stout, one of the best punters in the league. So it, it's just going to be, from my perspective, a defensive position type of deal here. That's the only chance we have to win. Greg, what are your what are your prospects on Jets defense week one against the Baltimore Ravens at home, home opener, baby, home eleven. Very at excited. Home. But boy, this is a tall order. So again, as we know, the Jets' defense was the worst part of our team last year. I think we improved Everything a lot the in the offseason. Greg, everything was the worst part. There was no, yeah. there's no, there's no sugar cutting out. But the defense was, <laughs> I mean, led the league in, or uh, was the worst in the league in just about every defense statistical category. I mean, it was insane. And what sucks is that the Ravens' offense, even though they were very injured, Ravens offense and defense were one of the most injured teams last year. I think the Titans technically had the most NFL players on their roster of any team last year, but the Ravens were right up there with injuries. The Jets were right up there with injuries. We had a ton of injuries, but that being said, Ravens, I mean, first in place per game, third in time of possession, third in rushing yards per game, third in rushing attempts per game. Nine in pass attempts per game. Like they play, they they play fast. They move down the field. The clock keeps ticking. You're going to have to get stops to John's point. And this is going to be an incredible test for our defensive line that we've talked about all all offseason. I think is much improved. Granted, there's a couple young pieces there. Granted, there's a couple question marks with Carl Lawson. You know how how healthy can he be week one? Is he going to how many snaps is he even going to play week one? Um. It's going to be an incredible test for them, but they're home. And I think, you know, I think we, we make a step here. I don't think it's going to be anything great, but I think it's not going to be awful. I don't think we're going to be hanging in our heads after this game. I don't think we're going to be, you know, in the third quarter being like, I can't believe I have to watch two more quarters of this. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think both teams are going to try to run the ball a lot. I think it's going to be possession game. And we're going to need this defense at some point to get a turnover. So I'm interested to see, are they going to throw to sauce? We have yet to see anyone throw to sauce this whole entire preseason. So, we'll you see. know, is, is it going to happen? I don't know. So I'm, a, I'm concerned, but I also, you know, optimistic about this defense. I think if we're going to take a step this year, we're going to have to show week one because it's going to be a week in, week out thing. There's a lot of this, all this whole AFC North has pretty good offenses besides the Steelers. So it's going to be a tough couple of weeks for us to start this year. We're all healthy right now to John's point. We're going to have to go out there and show something week one. And we're going to yeah. have to get a turnover. I mean, speaking of speaking of Carl Lawson, awesome story uh, by Connor Hughes uh, of SNY about uh, his dad going through a kidney transplant. And this is the first time, you know, he's finally going to get to see Carl Lawson play, uh, which is awesome. So hopefully you mentioned Carl Lawson. Hopefully, you know, yeah, very cool. Uh, he, has, he has a really big game uh, for us and for uh, him personally. That'd be that'd be pretty awesome. You mentioned uh, the Ravens' offense and the running. Besides Lamar Jackson, who we all know, like we're all, don't sleep on Mike Davis, bro. He killed us last year. The Falcons right in front of my face in London. Right? He got the touchdown, but he was getting third downs. Man, he's so good. Uh, he broke out for that that seventeen yard uh, third down. 
Uh, I mean, he's a, he's going to catch out of the backfield. <laughs> we better be able to tackle him. Uh, I, I honestly am very worried about the run game. But, dude, the best part, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm no defensive coordinator, but the best part about uh, uh, both teams that are trying to run, uh, both players that are trying to throw and kind of run the clock here, is not only the under, but there's there's something about ugly football that attracts me to this Jets team. Like, I feel like we could finally close in because they have no wide receivers, right? So I'm just stacking. I'm just going to stack against the run and double Mark Andrews. And if they put likely, also make sure that he's guarded by somebody who can get out there because what is Duvernay and Bateman going to do? Like, it's, yeah. it's nothing. Absolutely nothing. I, I, they're not going to throw towards Gardner. Why would they? They would be dumb to. Like, <laughs> so, in my opinion, they have one job to do. And that's to stop the run. Uh, two jobs. Stop the run and stop the tight end. I just have no faith they're going to stop the tight end. So, <laughs> they, have, they really have one job to do is to stop the run. Whether it's from the quarterback or that it's from a running back. And that's that's the key to this game for me, for the defense. And, you know, it's it's funny. Like, there's some there's going to be some fun guys on the offensive line, some familiar faces uh, for the Jets, like Morgan Moses, right tackle. Wish we had him. Tyler Linderbaum, uh, a fan favorite. Uh, that Talked we about him a lot this offseason. <laughs> yeah, the center from Iowa. Yeah, we did. They got, you know, Ronnie Stanley at left. They're, they're, they're pretty stacked, dude. Um, yeah, while you're talking about the Ravens, too, you're talking about their rushing attack. You know, last year they were without... J.K. Dobbins, they were without Gus Edwards. A lot of it was on Lamar Jackson's back and a couple other, you know, backup guys that they had. I think by the end of the season, they were like trotting out like Le'Veon Bell and stuff. So um, J.K. Dobbins also not fully recovered from his injury last season. So, you know, there's rumors about him possibly not playing week one or limited snaps. So to your point, Mike Davis already, their backup running back, might be their lead back week one. I think Justice Hill is the backup behind him. So, well, Kenyon Drake is there. He he's eating us up before True. too. All uh, talk about pass ca- pass yeah. catching running backs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's what's going to come down to is can it comes down to can we stop the run? Can we stop the tight end? But I think the biggest thing is improv with this team. When you play the Baltimore Ravens, the team like they'll have their set plays, but if we watch them from what Lamar Jackson can do every single season, it's that once the play starts breaking down, he starts using his legs, he gets out to the open. Or he just makes a deep pass somehow just because everything breaks down. Corners are losing their men or linebackers are losing their guys as well. And that's it's what can our defense do when when the fire alarms are pulled, right? Are they yeah. going to like keep their head? Are, are they going to keep the are they going to stay locked in or are they going to get like are they going to break down and be concerned and start looking for their guys and not knowing how to keep everyone in front of them or in the right in the right area for the zone coverage that they have? That, that, that's what's going to come down to, especially on the defensive end. That, that, that's just, and can the Jets stop them? I believe so. I believe they can do that with the Ravens because the Ravens, you, there's only so much you could rely on improv, man. There's just so much you can, like, they've made so many runs with it. It's called but Mark I, Andrews. It's, yeah. Mark <laughs> Andrews is, just, is the safety valve. Yeah. Mark Andrews is the safety valve, the safety blanket, whatever you want to call it for Lamar Jackson. They don't have Hollywood Brown anymore, right? Yep. You don't know if, uh, if the Gus bus is going to be healthy, you don't know whoever's going to be out there. At running back. If, Mike school. Davis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Staten Island getting on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but look, that that's, that's where it just comes down to. I think offensively, 
is where the Jets are going to be in this. John, I don't know if you pointed it out earlier in the pod, but the, the line right now is at seven between the yeah. Jets and the Ravens. And you got the, the over under is 45 and a half. 44 and a half. It's four. What did I say? 45? Yeah. 44 and a half. It's 44 and a half. You, you see, it's going to be a decent scoring game. They got it at seven. So it's a touchdown that we're talking about. The Jets offense is going to be in here and we can count on Flacco to give us some of those big plays and to manage at this point of, of the really? season. Yeah, I mean, we've that. seen it. Yeah, we can. I mean, we've seen that last season against the Cardinals. We saw that against yeah. the Dolphins where he's able to find guys. I, it's, I the question like to, is, I would like to bottle up this optimistic Alex and save him for, <laughs> for a couple of weeks because I don't know. I feel like they're a little too high right now. They're no, riding no, no, a little not, too high. I'm saying, I'm saying, big plays from a, Joe Flacco? Not a lot. I'm just, it's going to happen. It's going to happen where we're going to get 14 points. It's probably going to be 14 points where we'll get out of Joe Flacco from like a broken play that we're going to get him, or he's going to find Elijah Moore uh, on like a breakaway or Garrett Wilson, Marcus Peters, Marcus Peters, Marcus Williams, Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Fuller. Those are just the DBs. I I don't, I just, I don't know where the big play is coming from. If I'm man, it's, it's Kyle Hamilton. I mean, some people are saying we should take everyone. You get it. Can't be perfect, man. You can't be perfect. You can't be perfect during this type of game. So I'm looking. I'm expecting something to break down. I'm expecting Joe Flacco to get one big play, but it'll be it'll it'll, it'll be a slug, man. We're really gonna have to just control this tempo of the game through the ground and pound. Brees Hall, Michael Carter. Uh, I'm expecting a lot of checkdowns. I'm expe- expecting uh, Conklin. I'm expecting uh, Uzoma. I'm expecting those guys to be playing the bulk of it. But because we're going to be doing a lot of spread short stuff, it's going to catch. You're going to catch a DB sleeping at the wheel for one second. And I think Flacco still got enough juice to connect God, as I we saw last Kyle season. <laughs> God, I hope that's Kyle Hamilton so bad. <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking for this game. Also, it's a revenge game. Like I'm, I'm playing into this. I'm playing into this narrative. But we, I have a question. I have a question we, with we that narrative. Works. Alex. I have a question. Yeah. Do you think? In this case specifically, there's more of an advantage for Harbaugh or for Flacco. Because revenge and my more, like, I understand prob- Flacco could control probably it. More, probably more for uh, Harbaugh just because he knows Flacco. And this yeah. is a totally new that's team a, that's for, for Flacco that he 100%. doesn't know. Yeah, I know Flacco could control it on the field. But I don't know. It's something about Harbaugh, the Harbaugh's man. Like he he knows he knows like what smells Flacco doesn't like <laughs> at this point. And I, I don't know. I just I I can't trust them as far as I can throw them. Greg, what, <laughs> what, what, what do you think, man? I don't know what to think because I think the the Ravens were terrible last year against the pass, but they had so many injuries. To your point, they bring back a lot of players now off injury plus drafting Kyle Hamilton. I think they might have one of the best secondaries in the league if everyone stays healthy. So, I, you know, I don't have too much to go off of last year. I agree. I mean, so. the, the, the good news is, um, I mean, for us, good news, Travis Jones, a, another uh, draft pick that we love, the D-tackle, he's not practicing yet, so he's probably not going to be there. So they got Kalias Campbell up front, okay, M- Michael Pierce. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, they're good. Uh, they got um, Patrick Queen, linebacker, beast. But there is that is where we're going to win. We're going to have to win in the in-between game. I 100% agree. 
Um, yeah, to me, it's the short to intermediate passes. Joe yeah. Flacco on time, in rhythm, hitting That's Elijah true. Moore for four yards and then letting Elijah Moore make a play, Garrett Wilson make a play. To Alex's point, maybe something breaks down, Corey Davis gets open deep, and we get a bomb to him. But I think if we're going to win this game, Conklin, Uzama, to Alex's point, you know, it's going to be that middle to intermediate dink and dunk, 10, you know, 10 yards max passes because even though the secondary was really bad last year, Ravens first in first in defense ranking and rushing yards per game, third in defense and ranking and rushing yards per attempt. So even though their defense secondary was bad last year, that rushing defense was good and they're all back and they're healthy and they're ready to go. So I think it's going to be tough sledding for Brees Hall, even though I'd like to see him really get some work early in the season, Michael Carter, you know, I think it's going to be tough for them. So I think it's going to be that middle to intermediate, you know, passing game. that's going to have to work for us if we're going to win this game. Interesting that you mentioned that, Greg. Uh, the official, you know, it is Wednesday. Not only the injury reports come out, but the first official depth charts came out. And that's yep. why Salah had to mention oh, Zach Wilson to kind of get real with it. After what he thought was probably just a little cheeky, you know, whatever. Haha, it could be 100%. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Michael Carter ahead of Brees Hall on the depth chart. Another one that I thought was interesting that nobody has brought up, Lawrence Cager ahead of Rucker. I mean, talk about a come up for this guy. Third on the depth chart. I mean, if anyone's not going to get dressed, it's not going to be him. I mean, what a come up for this guy back and forth in the practice squad, change positions. So shout out to him. We mentioned Dwayne Brown uh, and McDermott, our two left tackles, both um, not fully practicing. Not a great look, but hopefully that gets a little better. Uh, you mentioned the wide receivers here. Is there anything that gives you a little, a little weird note here, uh, with the official depth chart on the offense? Or are you, are you good with, uh, Carter Hall, Ty Johnson and kind of the way the wide receivers worked out as well? Jeff Smith behind Braxton, um, in the slot, Garrett Wilson behind Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims behind Corey Davis. So he wasn't lying about one thing. <laughs> that means behind Corey Davis. So. There's that. Yeah, I don't think anything really surprised me too much on the wide receivers. Um, you know, as far as the running backs go, like, I, you know, I kind of, uh, we talked about it a little bit, especially with, you know, talking fantasy football and stuff like that. I think Michael Carter was a great pick in fantasy football this year because I don't necessarily see Brees Hall being a three down back right out the gate. I mean, he's a rookie. Michael Carter is a year under his belt. I think Michael Carter has improved this offseason. So, you know, I do see a committee here. You know, Brees Hall is going to get in the game, obviously, even though Michael Carter might get the first snap. So um, nothing too crazy on the offensive depth chart for me that stood out. Um, Alex, I don't know about you if you saw anything that was too crazy. Um, Ty Johnson being a third running back, though, over Bam. You know, Bam's on the practice squad. We signed him back. I was happy about that. Um, but, but that was kind of a surprising was, move. I mean, I think that's kind of over Zonovan Knight. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, Ty Johnson was, wasn't cut. So you would expect the guy who wasn't cut is going to be your third string, uh, running back. But yeah. other than that, no, there's nothing really shocking about this, about our, our depth chart. It's, I think it's pretty much set. I think we know who we're rolling with. I think we understand who is the starters at this point. We know guys have been gotten injured during a uh, training camp. So this is the team that we got. Hopefully, guys are able to come back soon, but let's go. I'm glad you mentioned Bam. Uh, he got cut. Everyone was freaking out about that. Made it through to the practice squad. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, 
Iowa State looks terrible without him. So we'll get to that on the, on the Winning Picks Weekly episode. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm still excited about Brees Hall, but it's not all going to come out in week one. Fellas, we talked about the offense. We talked about the defense, the, the quarterback, the coach, the manager, the fans. That's it. We did the injury reports. We can't hide from it anymore. We talked about the spreads. Can't hide from it anymore, guys. We have to call the game. We need our official picks for Jets versus Ravens. Home opener, 9-11, week one. Joey Flacco revenge game. Morgan Moses revenge game. Jets winning 27-23. Oh, Jets in the over. All right. Greg, he's sprinkling on the money line over there. Give me give me Jets 17-14. Last second field goal. Jets win. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Right, oh, yeah. Be- Tune into Winning right. Pace Weekly, baby. I got a Hail Mary parlay and <laughs> knock your socks off this week. <laughs> okay. All right. It's New York state of mind. Let's just say that. I'm going to go. I'll go 16-13 Jets. But I'm, I'm not confident. I just, I'm just, this is a total heart pick. I am not touching this game. <laughs> Winning Pace Weekly. I'm, I'm, <laughs> how the tides turn? Like, Greg called me crazy for liking the Jets last year. This guy is taking them and hyped about it. Alex making fun of me all year for being optimistic. This guy is thinking the Jets are going to walk in there and beat the Ravens week one at home. Like, with the Flacco making big plays. All right. Like, let's, let's, let's see. Let's, let's <laughs> see. I'm, I'm excited about this season. Uh, look out for the Jets reviews episodes. I'm going to be in Denver this week. So we'll see how that works out. I'll come back late Monday. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll figure out how the Jets review is going to work, but look forward to, uh, Jets previews and reviews for every game. Of course, winning picks weekly. I got the college slate and the NFL slate, uh, every single week. And then, of course, the Knicks. The Knicks are always alive. The Knicks are always doing stuff. So check us out on Knicks, comma, Jets, comma, ETC, period. That's our YouTube channel. Uh, like and subscribe so you can hit that notification button so you know whenever we drop a new episode. Leave us a comment. Uh, we always get back to you, and we appreciate it. Lot, lots of banter, especially on the next episodes. Uh, I'm sure you guys have some thoughts now that the Jets are uh, finally starting back up here. So let us know what you think there. Also, uh, on top of the Jets and the Knicks playlist there, there is the Winning Picks Weekly uh, episodes on the YouTube. But they're also on a separate Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play uh, playlist. So if you could like, subscribe to both podcasts, not only Winning Picks Weekly, but the Knicks, Jets, etc. Uh, find us on Winning P Weekly on Twitter. Catch Alex on Knicks Fan TV. My man talking to Derek Harper the other day, uh, trying to trying trying to get an answer to Jalen Brunson and the Knicks uh, with another number eleven from Dallas. That was fun. Greg going crazy on Winning Picks Weekly. I mean, anything else, boys? Now we're in full swing. Seasons, man. Seasons are starting back up. So I feel, I feel, I don't know how the summer passed by so quickly. It's crazy. I don't know how we're, I don't know how we're back in fall. <laughs> Dude, I'm like ready for the Rangers home opener in a month. I went out, well, I, I was <laughs> outside, I was outside, I went out in a t-shirt and shorts. My goodness, was that a terrible decision up here? I was freezing. It's yeah. 60, it's 67 degrees outside. Yeah, <laughs> out here. Shout out Lawrence one more time though. Madden, I'm playing an ultimate team this year. Got team of the week honors. Has his own card out there. 
Shout out to him. Let's, Let's go. get it going. Let's this is my boy. I'm so, I'm so happy. This is, I need this more is Jets in there. That's the best case scenario. And dude, shout out to shorts and hoodie weather. Let's go. Best time of the year. Hoodie season, baby. It's all about that hoodie season. All about the hoodie season. We already know Let's what it is. Jets. Thank you. Thank you everyone for tuning for another Jets episode of the Nick Shit Etc. podcast. Catch us next week for the Jets breakdown, another Knicks episode, another Jets preview. We back, baby. Three episodes back. We out. <laughs> Let's go, Jets.